Time now for sports on 104.7 The Cave. Here's Ned Reynolds. Mike, the intern, Ned Reynolds, back in the studio on a Wednesday morning, chopping away at the week. So who won last night? Did the Bears get the dub in Oklahoma? They did not. Oklahoma won it by a score of 89-72. to That ends the Bears' season. It's been an interesting season, and we'll be talking more about that a little bit later on. 89-72 Sooners. Unfortunate, yes. We will talk about that uh, next hour, and uh, sometimes those bookies are right in their predictions. <laughs> so... Um, Chiefs made a move this week. It's not technically official official, but it is official. Uh, Justin Reed is coming in from the Texans. Um, it's interesting because Tyran was with the Texans. He actually played under the Honey Badger his rookie season, so he got to be mentored by him, and I feel we'll, we'll know when the season starts if this was a good move or not, but on paper, we could be getting a younger, cheaper Honey badge. Well, I, th- I don't think there's any question about the fact this kid's pretty good, Justin Reed. Keep in mind that mentoring was only one year. That's all Honey Badger was hey, man. with the Houston Texans. One year can make a big difference. Did you learn a lot in one year? Oh, hell yeah. I learned a lot in one year working yeah. with you. Hell I yeah, sure I did. as hell didn't. <laughs> well, thank you very much. No, no, no. In school, that was. <laughs> in, uh, in in the case of Justin Reed, he's Stanford kid. He's very bright and very talented. He was the number three draft choice of the Texans back in 2018. It has some had four years of experience now in the NFL, and he has proven himself. Now a free agent, of course, and you're right, he can't sign yet, but he can sign on Friday. That's when the official, actually, business opens today in the NFL. But this is the <laughs> this is the legal tampering time, and the Chiefs are legally tampered. So they do have this kid coming in. They'll have some others, too, but the official signing day will be Friday. And then the Chiefs will have this kid, and I think you're right. It probably signals the end of Tyran Matthew and the. It's unfortunate, but they, they need to. He's a free agent. Yeah. He can do what he wants. Yeah, and and I think that was more of a. It would be a slap in the face if they came back with him and was like, "Hey, take the lower money." That you know, you got to let the guy try to get what he's due, and if he wants to make money for himself and his family, it's a game, it's a business, it's a sport, both ways, player versus team. So. He needs to do what he's got to do, and uh, he is Wouldn't definitely appreciated. Wouldn't only be a slap in the face, it'd be a slap in the pocketbook because it would indicate that he's not getting what he wants. Yeah. I don't think that'll happen. No, I think in the free market, someone's going to pick him up pretty soon. So we'll see. He knows it. It's unfortunate. But I have a feeling that after everything's said and done in a couple of years, number 32 might be coming back to, uh, uh, what, 54th parallel to uh, retire as a chief for a day. <laughs> I have a feeling. Yeah, definitely. Uh, I don't know why he wouldn't. Um, so the season isn't having, hasn't even started yet for the St. Louis Cardinals, and <laughs> got a got a little bit of an injury problem, do we? This absolutely number one does not surprise me, but number two does disappoint me. It's Alex Reyes, and the Cardinals were thinking about. I don't think they were going to do it, but they were at least contemplating putting Alex Reyes in the starting rotation this year. That's what he wanted. Already, he's having problems, shoulder problems. And Mike, we talked about this many times in the past. These guys, these young kids who come up and throw so blasted hard. And we saw Reyes down here with the Springfield Cardinals. He throws hard. You have to do things incrementally, and you have to build the strength. He's had Tommy John. He's had other shoulder problems in the past. And he's a kid. He's only in his early 20s, mid-20s now. Uh, you, you just don't have that. Anyway, he's having shoulder soreness. He had it examined yesterday at the hospital. The 
Cardinals threw up a bit of a red flag when they saw there was some uh, internal damage, apparently. So we'll see what happens. We'll see what the final diagnosis is. But, oh, boy, you hate to see that to a kid who had such great potential. Not ruling him out, but we'll see. We'll see what happens. Cardinals play their first exhibition game on Friday. Play the Houston Astros. Oh my God, it's back, baby! It is back. Uh, so last year, you know, we had some positive things to say about the Kansas City Royals. Definitely uh, looking like they could have a good year this year. Is that what you're thinking? Oh, I think they will. I think they're a they're a well balanced team. I hope this. <laughs> Two weeks late spring training hasn't affected them at all. I don't think it has because these guys are kept in pretty good shape. They may be making some changes in their roster. Uh, Adalberto Montesi, who played down here with the with the Northwest Arkansas Naturals and was thought to be the Royals' starting shortstop and has been. But he's kind of been kind of replaced by Nicky Lopez. They may be dealing him. The Royals may have him on the market. And Kansas City... Right now, working out, they've been fine. They play the Texas Rangers on Friday in the exhibition opener and then get set to open up at home against the Cleveland Guardians. (laughs) You know, it's crazy that baseball comes back this week. The weather's been absolutely gorgeous, but then you look on Friday when everyone's supposed to play their first exhibition games. Luckily, they're down south up here. Rain in 49. But who opens their drills on Friday? football bears yeah <laughs> so they'll get a taste <laughs> they'll get a little taste all right let's talk about it bears in oklahoma last night what'd you think of their play on the court i thought the bears played well in the first half but they also let it get away from them at the end of the first half and then almost the entire second half bears did not respond and make the adjustments that this is now keep in mind that oklahoma plays a whole lot different schedule from what the bears do and that really plays to their benefit and of course playing at home although you know, the officiating was pretty even as far as that's concerned. Here was the key. The Bears were with this team point for point and had the lead in the first half quite a bit. And Isaiah Mosley, who ended up with 28 points in the game, was absolutely on fire in the first half. Of the 28 points, he had 22 of them in the first half. Man. So here you have Porter Mosier, who coached against the Bears uh, for the last three years at Loyola. He knows exactly what they're going to do. In the second half, he changed his defense. He pushed Mosley out a little bit, out of his comfort range, and he only had six in the second half. And that's where the game got away from the Bears. They were outscored 42-31 to 31 in the second half, and Oklahoma won the game. Oklahoma's a good team. They're not a great team, but they are good. If the Bears were to play a steady diet of Oklahoma's, uh, Missouri State would win their share of them. But there's the difference. Oklahoma's playing KU, Baylor, Texas Tech, Texas Christian, Iowa State. Hey, these are solid basketball teams, and that's not to demean the Missouri Valley Conference at all. Not, not in the least. But the level, the depth, the players coming in off the bench, altogether different situation, and, and that's where Oklahoma won it. Okay, that's, that's fine. Oklahoma's going to be playing St. Bonaventure in their next game. That is a surprise. Why is that a surprise? They played Colorado out in Boulder last night, and everybody, including this old man, thought Colorado would win that game. St. Bonaventure's flying under the radar. They're a very good basketball team They're from upstate New York, and they can, oh, they, they, they can play. They're a name team being an Easterner. We knew all about them, of course, and they were always a, a big-time team back many, many years ago. They're, they're pretty fair. They can play the game, and they'll play Oklahoma next. 
going to be interesting in IT. You may have a sleeper on your hands. Well, it's unfortunate <laughs> for the Bears. Their season is over, but they gave us a good one, and that's all we can ever ask for. Uh, speaking of the Bears' baseball team, those guys are playing. Are they in town today or are they away? No, they're in, they're in town. A 3 o'clock game, beautiful day for baseball. Absolutely. And they're playing KU. This is a team the Bears have already played once up in Lawrence, and they pounded the Jayhawks up there 12-3. to so, with the Bears unloading their bats in a warm day and the wind are probably blowing out to left field, watch out, the Bears could have another big game. They're coming off a two-game sweep over Arkansas State and now play the Jayhawks in the Big 12. See what happens. Should be a great game, and if you see somebody out there trying to catch all those home run balls, it's just <laughs> Ned. Don't try and fight him because he's just going to whip your butt and get that ball anyway. Uh, any early surprises in the uh, tournament basketball last night? Well, you look at the scores, and yeah, we mentioned that game, St. Bonaventure in Colorado in the NIT. In the first four, that's the NCAA. NCAA tournament opened last night with the first four. And what they do, and these are, in a sense, they're play-in games, although the tournament committee in the NCAA says, no, they're not. These are regular games. Well, they are, but they're kind of play-in. Yeah. The uh, Texas A&M Corpus Christi. This is not. This is an adjunct of Texas A&M and College Station. Texas A&M Corpus Christi played Texas Southern. Texas Southern is the SWAC conference champion, and they won 76-67 over Texas A&M Corpus Christi. These games are in Dayton, Ohio. That's where they play the first four every year. Then the Indiana-Wyoming game. Indiana. The Hoosiers won it by a score of 66-58. So both Indiana and Texas Southern advance. What does Texas Southern advance to? Playing number one seed. They will do that a little bit Congratulations. Here's your prize. I think think it's KU who they play, if I'm not mistaken. I don't have the bracket in front of me, but uh, come on, Texas Southern. It's nice knowing you. (laughs) But uh, that's fine. They're there, and they get a a pay pay check for two rounds. That's the key right there. That's the key. These little teams are getting in, and they're getting a big old check, which is nice. And they're getting a little coverage in. Somebody might know who they are and might get a little bit of recruitment out of it. Actually, they they are well-known. It's a historically black school in the SWAC, the Southwestern Athletic Conference. And they were expected to win their conference this year, and they did. They're very good. They play... They play D1 teams at the start of the season for the paycheck. A lot of those, if not all, the SWAC schools do that. Bears play. Who did the Bears play this year? It wasn't Alcorn. It was somebody. Somebody. Oh, it was a Southern University. They played from Baton Rouge. And uh, they do that, and teams come in. Hey, they're good warm-ups, and they're good teams. They yeah. sometimes win. <laughs> well, Ned, you have a wonderful day, and uh, the craziness starts today.